another episode of the Creative Spin Podcast. Buckle up, you're in for a show. Welcome to another Creative Spin Podcast. And today my guest is, funny enough, my first guest in the Creative Spin Podcast that never aired. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I'm here with Luis Paval. Um, you were my first guest. And then uh, I remember, you know, it, this was three years ago when I was starting off the whole um, podcast thing. Yeah. And I still wasn't used to all the technology and all the stuff. And I, I think it was like one of the cameras wasn't recording or the sound was, I don't know, something was going on. Yeah. And then we always kept on saying, okay, I need to get you back into the podcast. And you're like, okay, we'll get it next week, mm -hmm. next week. You're a busy guy, yeah. well, and listen, um, and three years later we got you in here. Yeah, but finally. I think it's the it's the perfect time, because uh, <laughs> and we're gonna get into the whole like uh, the details of, of why it is a perfect time. But uh, for you guys at home that don't know who Lewis is, Lewis uh, is the owner of Pavel Meats or one of the owners, right? Yes, one of the owners is a um, family operated business. Exactly. So yeah. it's a family operated business and. And interestingly enough, um, you know, I think it's it's going to be um, a curious conversation because, you know, mm -hmm. we obviously have to bring in what's going on in the world and how it's affected your business mm -hmm. uh, as an example. And, and what you've, you know, been how you've been working to, to kind of like get around these issues and try to, you know, continue having a business and, and, and continuing to to go ahead with somewhat of a normal life because we all had to adapt oh right? yeah most definitely i mean but uh, um but before we get into that yeah no problem uh, tell the people who you are lewis <laughs> where were you born uh how did you end up here in toronto uh, wh what's been your passion around the meat business like a little like two second review well, uh, of who you are if I go to all the details, they're going to be here all No, no, all just gonna give us like a little footnote. Well, basically, footnote. it's a third generation business, okay? Uh, my uh, grandfather started, which my dad uh, took over, and me and my sister also followed. Okay. And uh, when, yeah. So we're mm -hmm. talking about third generation. This is what, early, what, 1970? Earlier, I would say around 1950s. 1950s? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, oh, my oh. grandfather started very small... Uh, Processing uh, meat plant and a retail store back home in the Azores. Okay, Azores, Portugal, all right. Portugal, yeah, yeah. where we're from. And, uh, you know, slowly, slowly increased the business and things started developing. And my dad, as a teenager, picked up on it. And okay. uh, he grew the business uh, dramatically. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he uh, came to Canada back in uh, 1988, mm -hmm. where me and my sister, uh, Sandra, came with him. Okay. And then as we grew up through school, uh, we started getting interested in the business, start working it, start learning it. How was that? How was, how was the whole, like, coming to a new country, new language, new customs, new everything? It was overwhelming. How old were you? I was uh, 13 back then, mm. and it was a big challenge. I didn't know the language. I didn't know uh, it was everything was new. I mean, it was, uh, like, starting over. Yeah, it was very uh, overwhelming. Uh, first year, second year. Yeah. I mean, as things progressed, went to school, started learning the language, things yeah. got better. Which now, we and you were coming from a country. I mean, back then Portugal was still very, you know, coming out of a dictatorship. It was, you know, mm -hmm. it was, it was tough. It was, yeah, it was tough. It was, I mean, totally different than yeah. than here and what we were used to and the way we were brought up. I mean, here was. Uh, just a more modern, more developed country, more opportunities yeah. than uh, we had. Even though uh, my family was pretty successful already as it is back home mm -hmm. in the business field. 
But to it was my dad's dream to always come back to Canada as he was here as a, a young teenager. Oh, so he is here before. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that part of the oh, story. Oh, there's a lot of stories, believe me. <laughs> He'll be overwhelmed. Uh, yeah, okay, he, so he uh, was here before and then he... Yeah, he well, my dad came um, to visit here, I believe with my grandfather, um, back in the 60s, um, and uh, where he met my mom. Mm, okay. And basically they uh, started dating and uh, my mom got... So they met here. Yeah, they oh, met well, here. That's and an interesting uh, story. See, I'm mom, learning. I, I'm learning. I'm learning stuff. Yeah, mom got pregnant, and uh, they decided to go back and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, marry and uh, start a life back there. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. I mean, he loved it so much here that he always heard him say, "You know, one day I'm going back to Canada. One yeah. day I'm going back because I love that country. It's a country full of opportunity. It's a beautiful country." So he brought his knowledge. So one day he says, "That's I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna bring all this knowledge of, of what it is to to, to run a, a business and and in the meat industry and all of that." Mm-hmm. And he decided to come over here. How was like you were already a teenager, so you were involved in this whole transition yeah, already. Yeah, I mean it, it's a family business. Yeah. I was uh, 13. I was still in school. Mm-hmm. And after school, I would make sure that I go around and help them and. It was a it was a challenge for him most definitely, <clears throat> even though we we had a, a lot of uh, knowledge in, in the meat business and processing and all that. It was a new country, it was a new way, new rules and regulations. Everything was different, mm-hmm. even though back in Europe was already pretty advanced in that industry. The industry yeah. of meat was pretty advanced, but it was basically it had to uh, to start over here and. Um, it was it was struggle. I mean, it was uh, pretty hard. We first uh, came in '88. My dad uh, and I, our family we, we went to Cambridge, Cambridge, Ontario, mm-hmm. which my dad then uh, drove to Toronto and um, he needed to buy. I mean, to open a business, and he opened the first butcher shop down here in, uh, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think I believe two years after, uh, back in Cambridge, they allowed to have processing license then. Okay. And that's when he started processing and started opening another retail store up in Cambridge and things just kind of rolled from there. And you, you got your hands dirty in, in a way, right? You started working right yeah, away. Yeah, well, uh, listen, when you're a child of a, a, a businessman that's, uh, you know, done all that his life and your grandfather and the whole family is involved, and you kind of get involved even though if you don't want to i mean you just you know you go out and help and then one thing upsets the other and then yeah you start liking it i mean you pick up on things and you learn and you build on it and then you start thinking you know what maybe this wouldn't be bad for me to do myself and and did you uh did you get um see i don't know how this whole thing Mm -hmm. works how do you get educated in how to cut things and how to you know how to prepare the meat the right way like is there a specific education on this or is it like passed on how does this all work well it's uh, it's very simple i mean uh, <laughs> simple for you <laughs> yeah well after doing it all my life i can barely I, manage a barbecue man yeah. <laughs> you know what when everything's done with passion okay, yeah. and it's something uh, that you like right i mean you pick up on it right they say uh, find something you like you never have to work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. We're saying it. Yeah. Uh, but but it's very true. I mean, how, how do you learn how to cut meat? First, you got to like it. And then uh, you learn the whole process from beginning to end. And, and every cut 
has its own duties. Like okay. a T-bone steak is, is for grilling, right? And inside is uh, for cutlets and every cut, you know, hamburger or stew or frying or whatever, every cut has a meaning on a carcass. Okay. And uh, one of the best uh, ways to learn is uh, from family, from people that have those little tricks and how to cut it and which way to cut it. Is there any, but is there any, like, um, any course, any school or any place you can go to to learn to do these things? I or is it just I believe on? today there is. Today, okay. uh, as things evolved and more and more people want to get into this kind of uh, industry, there's mm -hmm. a course, I think, offering in George Brown College. Okay. It might seem very easy for somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. But if you never cut, there's got to be a certain way to cut that piece of meat and what it's for right well i've, I've seen you uh cut some meat there <laughs> and it's quite impressive i think i would uh, i would probably not have a couple of my fingers if i was cutting as fast as you do yeah well, <laughs> but it all, it all comes down with practice right? oh yeah most definitely i mean uh cutting a piece of meat for me today it's as easy as you chewing a steak <laughs> or something it's very easy how long do you think it's it takes someone to learn the trade like to be able to grab any piece of meat and do the right cut and all of that. How many years? You know what? Sincerely, it depends on every individual. Yeah. Okay. On I average. believe that there are very few butchers that are actually real professional butchers. Okay. Okay. One thing is just grabbing a, a cut of meat and cutting steak or, or, or cutting in cubes. One thing is grabbing a whole carcass from beginning to finish. When I say carcass, that could be a beef, a veal, pork, a chicken mm -hmm. even. Uh, it takes a long time. Okay, yeah. it, it takes a long time. Why it takes a long time? Because is it for processing a ham or a black forest ham, say, or a salami? Like, there's so much into it. And the reason why I say it's really, really hard to find a full professional butchers is because today a lot of the meat comes already pre-cut from mm -hmm. big uh, slaughter plants. So then you can cut it for the final use. Answering your question, it, it's up to every individual. Yeah, but I guess it could take, I wouldn't say if a good butcher, it would take more than a year, most definitely to know, you know, how to handle a knife, you know, how to figure out what kind of knife is for what. So do you think, um, like when I look at the younger generation, uh, I. I don't think this might be something that you see a lot of kids getting into. Is is it going to be an issue in a few years from now? Oh, uh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, not a few years. It's already a huge, oh, is huge, it? huge problem. So you're having difficulty finding oh, people? Oh, geez, most definitely. We've been for quite some time. It's not a new problem. It's been for years now. I mean, it's getting almost impossible to get a butcher because a lot of people don't want to learn this trade. Yeah, it's a uh, <clears throat> it's a very dirty job. Okay, it's uh, yeah, it's not for everybody. I mean, we have to understand a, that, right? A, a very cold environment. Mm -hmm. okay? uh, these are the bad side to it, but I mean, you learn to adapt to it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the, um, it, it is you, you gotta like it, and it's a f like it's a fast paced kind of thing yeah, too, well, right? You know, like I guess a, depending on the butcher shop, but and depends what the end use is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean. <clears throat> Well, but I guess it's, um, you know, for, for any of the younger uh, uh, 
people out there that are listening to us or watching us right now, you know, it's, it's probably a good thing to, to think about and get into because there's not a lot of competition. Listen, so, you know I, what? It's good money to be made. I too. always and encourage young people to get involved in butchering and in, in the meat business, especially the food business, okay? That's almost guaranteed that you will have work for the rest of your life. You can't say that a lot nowadays. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, but one thing we got to do days we got to eat i mean exactly no but we i'm need saying our protein and but because of that you don't hear it a lot right because yeah. there's not a lot of other businesses or, or trades that you can get into that you can say you know what once you're once you want to you know take that leap of faith and go into the, that mm -hmm. kind of business you're going to have a job this one you can say that because like you're no, saying you there's not enough people out no, there there's, so there's always there's always work know the trade like i said and this is an excellent job for people that want to have a guaranteed job let's say for forever so now looking back at um you know from all the way from when this whole family tradition started to now um you've obviously you've been adapting to to the markets um to the times you know times were different back in the 70s and the 80s and oh yeah and the 90s <laughs> uh things were a lot different you know um now you're running your business in in 2020. This year, this year has most definitely been the probably the most challenging one. Am I right? Well, most definitely. I mean, this year it's been one of those years that no matter what happens, you you could never be prepared for something like this. Yeah, I don't think I anybody mean, was. I'm 40 something years old. I've never heard of anything like it. Yeah, we're going through an experience like we're going today. Yeah, and but but you uh, you sat down like a lot of entrepreneurs did that. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's not about quitting. It's not about saying, oh, you know what? Now this came along, and I'm just gonna quit and sit sit at home and do nothing. You gotta you gotta get up. You gotta adapt, and you gotta make changes. And you know, um, I've seen the changes mm -hmm. that you've made in the last six months, yeah, even was, at your store. It's dramatically, been, yeah. It's been kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. um, what? What made you take that decision into okay? You know what? I'm I'm gonna take this right front and center, and I'm gonna you know make the changes I need to make in my business. I need to better my business. I need to add things to my business. I know we've we've been working yeah. on the uh, on the website on the the e-commerce website that you have and all of that. I mean, what makes you well, get up in the morning and 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 listen, just just it, go for it? You know, like I said, I love what I do. Okay, I, I want to continue what I do, and I believe that by staying at home and worrying and um, thinking always, oh, geez, what if, you know, I go in and I get sick or my staff get sick, and, you know, yeah. you got to think positive. You got to avoid, you know, uh, a situation like that. I mean, it doesn't mean it's gonna, not going to happen, you're going to give all your 100% to prevent that from happening. Yeah. You guys are taking all of, the precautions and all of that, right? One so. of the, the, the biggest things we did right away was control the customer count in the store, you know, take all the precautions that we needed Yeah. as far as sanitization goes and face masks and all that stuff. We were yeah. really, really early on it because we thought, you know what, this is a, a big issue here. You know, we got to protect our staff, our customers. Yeah. And then we started innovating which ways can we do to better our business to continue going because as everything shut down, you know, you're thinking what's going on? Like, how are we going to get around this? Yeah, right? like, you know, I have so many fixed expenses every week. I have investments and it's like, okay, everything stopped. What do I do now to 
keep going like you got worried you got like overwhelmed because i never experienced anything like this i mean business has up and downs you have really high seasons low seasons but this one was a kick in the butt for everybody no, like this, this is like everything totally shut unexpected. down you know and people are panicking and customers are coming in and they're buying as if it's christmas time or easter they're i know just, the panic shopping right you got yeah, a lot of I'm that like, too. i never forget early morning friday and we opened the store normally and then you know Five customers came in, and then ten, and then fifteen, and then we were packed, and then we had a lineup Line outside. Up outside. And then, you know, it was just I wasn't ready. I didn't have enough inventory. I didn't have enough staff. And then my staff panicked, and they're like, you know, some of them said, you know what, I'm staying home because you know I, I can't deal with this. It was just the stress level that comes. It was just ridiculous. The stuff. first, uh, you know, two three weeks, I don't know how to deal with it. You know, so we tried to. I don't think most people knew how to deal with it. I think everybody was confused. Not that anybody's <clears throat> any clearer today of what's going on. We know what it is, obviously. We know how much it's it's out there, but we still really don't know no, and I don't, what to do in this situation. It's kind yeah, of hard. Yeah, because you don't learn that in school. You know, people <laughs> that you know never went through experience like this, right? Yeah. So first I mean, most important thing that... I thought right away with actually uh, a big help of my wife. She's very, uh, very anal when and when it comes to, to safety, she's uh, she's great on that. She helped us a lot on that. First thing here is health, right? Yeah. If you don't have health, you can't do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And to prevent getting sick and everybody else, that was our first goal right away. Was you know we went through an average twenty five people, thirty people in the store a day we cut it right away to four people yeah so that created lineups as much as half a kilometer or even longer outside yeah okay uh, but at least you were keeping people safe and your staff safe right well, and that that is the, the that was point. the whole idea because you know i don't know how bad it was gonna get right yeah. like you know especially when you had employees coming in and they're crying they're saying sorry Louis, i'm leaving i can't handle this i'm scared yeah you know i got kids at home i said oh i, I understand you feel that way what are you gonna do right that you, you cannot do because i gotta respect the decision of that employee as well right yeah but then i'm looking okay but how am i gonna serve these people now all of a sudden you look around and like okay i'm down five people how am yeah, i gonna do this it right? was overwhelming you know yeah. there wasn't enough staff there's too much commotion it was just overwhelming it was just even the public itself like we serve a quite a bit of older generation people and they didn't know how to deal with the situation. No, I right? mean, they didn't understand why we wanted them to clean their hands every time they came in. Yeah. Why they have to have a mask on? I mean, sorry, you know, I love you as a customer. You're a good person, but you have to wear a mask. Yeah. yeah. And they say, well, I don't understand. Well, it's to protect others and to protect you. And, you know, it's like teaching their kids over and over and over. So it was overwhelming. Yeah. That part of the public understanding because we did it very early on like you know people are calling by hundreds oh bring this home for me or can you bring that home for me can you we we weren't set up to accept that much business, yeah and it's know? funny because uh i'm not gonna say who i think it was me um <laughs> was always telling you you need to get your website up you need to get your your, your things yeah, ready well, for you know being able to sell online yeah. and and it's interesting that you know you're not the only one, and I'm not pointing fingers here, but 
when things are going well, things are going well. Yeah. And we don't, you know, yeah, we know, we know that things are going that way. Yeah. We know that, you know, selling online or buying online or yeah. having things delivered or, or picked up. Yeah, we, we understand that that was, was the thing. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, like from one day to the other, like, okay, we need to get things set yeah, up. Yeah, well, you know, when you have the customers calling you, Hundreds and hundreds of calls a day. Like and you're just putting things down on a piece of paper. A piece it's of paper gonna get chaotic. And, and, and trying quick. to get to the customer exactly what they want and, and to be delivering fresh meats. Because the other thing was also, and correct me if I'm wrong, like one thing is somebody going to your store and pointing to that piece of meat that they want because they see it. Yeah, most. Definitely. And the other thing is saying, "Oh, I want a piece of this kind of meat," mm-hmm. but. What they're saying isn't really what's in their head. Yeah. Well, it's and then you're getting, yeah, it's, yeah, I can only imagine That's how complicated why, that uh, got. You know, we, we rushed and with your help, you know, which. Yeah, uh, I have to say that was, uh, that was, that uh, was overwhelming. <laughs> it was, uh, I'd say a six months, eight month project turned into four, four or five, weeks. four we, weeks. We, we pulled that off in four it weeks, was, which uh, was kind of, it was, you know what? <laughs> it, it was definitely not the time frame I would have given myself. It was a, no, a normal time, but I knew how much you needed that yeah. too. And, uh, and we just said, okay, we got to get it done and, and all hands on deck and we, we got it. Yeah. But, um, and I'm glad that everything is still going well and, and, and mm-hmm. working well, but it was, you know, it was a big eye opener. It was. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, it was a big eye opening. It was great for the uh, the customers. Okay, it was great for our business, and it is still great, and it is going to be great many years to come. Yeah, because, because doesn't uh, it organize it as well, like f- from a pr- uh, product I perspective? Telling you the experience we've had, there's nothing but good compliments we've been getting. Great, great feedback from the customers. Uh, I'm not trying to sell this here, but. I'd like people in general to experience the way we do things online. Yeah. Uh, not saying that if you come in, you're going to get less service or less quality or less presentation as if you were to buy online, but the way we're preparing, okay, our mm-hmm. online uh, re- uh, sales, I mean, uh, meets, okay, it's so well packaged, so well presented. It's being delivered in refrigeration trucks. Uh, you're getting exactly what you're looking at, okay? Uh, uh, as far as pricing goes, the quantities, variety, I mean... I but it must have been insane. Like, I, well, I was dealing with, you know, getting the structure of the website to put mm-hmm. together and the products and the pictures and all of that. But logistically, on the back end, I, I can only imagine what you and Liz and, and, and oh, everybody geez, else in there went through. I mean, because we in were In such a short amount of time. With we were going through everything the, else. Yeah, going well, on. that's the thing, right? You know, I have to give credit to my wife, Liz. On, on, I mean, this is 100% her. Yeah. If it wasn't, we would never make it in four or five weeks. I mean, there was so much. I was calling Liz a lot yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was I just bet you she was looking at the phone going, oh, my God, not him again, not Jamie. Oh, yeah, it was, it was overwhelming. <laughs> There's so much working to it that you don't actually realize when you st- start doing it. To become as professional as it is, there was yeah. a lot of thinking. There was a lot of preparation. And, and plus, I mean, yeah. you guys don't have only just uh, the meat side of things. You mm-hmm. guys have a lot of groceries, a lot of specific, yeah. you know, specialized traditional Portuguese and Brazilian products and all of that yeah. stuff. 
I mean, your website currently, I think if I'm not mistaken, the last time I looked at it, it has over 800 products in that website. It's yeah. crazy, crazy. The amount of, um, the amount of products that you have there. So yeah. I can only imagine. No, it headaches. was overwhelming. I mean, uh, but it was a good experience. I hope I don't have to go through something like that <laughs> anytime soon. But we got it working. Uh, we're really happy and pleased. Uh, we've had, and we do have such a great team behind us. You know, when you go online and you shop for a steak and whatever, you know, any kind of uh, our products online, you don't realize how much work yeah. there actually is behind getting that order ready for you. Yeah. And we have a great team. You know, from management, you know, from uh, the delivery section to the preparation we're just overwhelmed and pleased and thankful for the staff we have that makes this just excellent. It's, it's one of the most important parts for yeah. any company. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go into a small little commercial break, mm-hmm. no talk problem. a little bit about our sponsor. But when we come back, we're going to talk about what you've done with the place as well. No problem. All right. Pleasure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Workplace One, a company offering boutique, private offices, co-working spaces, and virtual office solutions, as well as meeting rooms in the best neighborhoods of Toronto and Kitchener-Waterloo. Ideal for entrepreneurs, companies, and passionate business people. Workplace One is where you want to be with your business. For more information, go over to WorkplaceOne.com. All right, so aside from the online, now you also decided to fix up the place and it looks amazing. Well, thank uh, you. I'm going to make sure to have some images going on on the YouTube side of things. Obviously, if you're w- just listening to us, mm-hmm. hey, that's a good opportunity for you guys to go on to our channel and uh, subscribe to the channel and check out the videos because I'm going to have a whole bunch of uh, images going on about the new place because honestly, mm-hmm. what you've done, uh, I have to commend you. That place, it, it looks like a completely different butcher shop right now. Yeah. Uh, you had it looking the, basically the same way for years, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, we've always tried to maintain the old image of... Um, I wouldn't say old, I would say traditional. Traditional, no? okay. old image of a smokehouse ceiling. I know you had that, those little uh, like the, yeah. the, the ceiling inside. It, it looked yeah. very, I liked it. Tell, mm-hmm. uh, tell you it the truth. It was very traditional. Very traditional. Yeah. It, was, it, it felt homey. Yes. Now... It feels like it's up to date. So, yeah, well, n- I wouldn't say it's it's a it's a um, one was better than the other. I think they're just different. The, yeah. the concepts that you have Most going definitely. on, but I think the 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 way that you were able to change the place up uh, now is is quite impressive. It's been I'm telling you, I mean, it's been such a challenging between everything that we've been talking about, and on top of that, we decided, you know what, this is time clean this place up. This is time to give it a new look. This is time. And again, in record time. It, yeah, it was just <laughs> <laughs> it's been overwhelming, but we pull it through. We're very proud of what we did. We thought it was um, it, was, it was time for a new look. We uh, still kept the traditional. Uh, Real butcher shop, uh, 95% of our wholesales on our retail side is meat. Mm-hmm. And we, we try to maintain not the supermarket look. We want to sell you and cater to our retail customers what we're good at. Yeah. And what we specialize and we're good at is in processing sausages and deli meats and fresh local meat. Yeah. And uh, I believe that more and more we need 
this this market i mean we need to maintain this market Absolutely. because uh, we offer such a great service to our customers that we have all the different kind of um, needs that we'll be able to butcher for you locally whenever you need it uh, what, I, what i like about you guys there too because i'm always in the store doing something yeah. you know coming up with a new marketing thing or, or design mm -hmm. thing but you know as i'm looking around what i love to see is how you know that that client that that's been coming into your store for the last 20 years and she likes the 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 beef cut a certain way and you guys are able to provide that and sometimes i think you already know how they want oh, it yeah. I mean, that is what i find to be you know, special you're, you're you know dealing with these people day by day every day for so many years you know over 30 something years or, or just about 30 years that I've seen people in, in their 20s and 30s and 40s and Heck, some you, of them you've 50. probably seen them grow up, right? Yeah, it's going and, to and their, their store. kids and grandchildren been there so many years that, I mean, you know, already know what the person wants before they even ask you. But a lot of European uh, customers, they're very specific and undercut. Mm -hmm. okay? and, and if they don't like the thickness of uh, the cutlet that's in the counter, you know, grab a piece inside and we'll cater to their needs. So yeah. if they want it thinner or thicker, and that's a service that you don't see much out there anymore. Not anymore. Not that's the thing is, I think it's very important, okay, is when you go to a place and you go shop, you get what you want, not what... What's there. What's there. Yeah. And uh, we believe that we like to serve people the way we like to be served. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and we believe the customer is paying for that service. Okay, and, and we love providing that. We like to be different in that perspective because yeah. we love to have repeated business. And, and we've been getting a lot of repeating business over the years because we offer that, that service. kind of service. And, and this is, I mean, uh, obviously we're talking about your butcher shop, but this yeah. lesson that you just gave us right now yeah. is, is probably one of the most important things for any business is provide the service to your customers the way that you like to be provided simple services as that. to this is plain and simple mm -hmm. uh, you know it, i don't understand how things have gotten so complicated people try to in reinvent the wheel you don't need to reinvent no, the wheel you need to there. be uh, you know, you need to know who your clients are. Exactly. And this goes out to, I mean, I have this conversation with a lot of my clients is, you know, even going now into the social media side of things, people are like, oh, I need to advertise like this. You still need to approach people, even through social media, the same way that you approach the person that comes into your store. It's the exact same way. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Because that person is going to value your time, the time that you spent responding to a, a message that they sent online, the same way that you're responding to the person that's mm -hmm. in the store. And I feel that sometimes a lot of that is missed. And that's why, you know, oh, my business is going down the drain because I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I'm, Yeah, well, you're probably missing that personalized so aspect to your business you know it's very simple to understand like if you're in business you're in business and you if you want to be in business you got to be in it for the long run, not for the short time yeah and like i said i'd love to get repeated business i love to get compliments from my customers i like to see and like referrals because those clients I are going to be happy to see my customers happy and when they come up to me and compliment and my staff and everybody well listen i come i love coming here the service is great the meat is amazing 
that makes my day. Yeah. Okay? That makes me feel good because I know what I'm doing. I'm giving my best. And people are recognizing. Yeah. Who doesn't like to get a little bit of recognition on what they're doing? I love it. Makes me feel good. It makes it's me a little feel reward, right? I did my best to, to fulfill the, what the customer needs were. To and you guys, you guys are always kind of coming up with new, um, either, uh, well, the cuts you can't you can't reinvent that, but yeah. uh, your sausages, let's say, you're you're always coming up with a new recipe. Well, you're always that, coming up that, with something that's the new. the thing, right? I mean, we, we try to be creative. We try to be different mm-hmm. because we believe that. People like trying new things. You know, we like to uh, put a kick into, you know, different types of sausages, uh, being pork, beef, or chicken. Uh, you got some really good ones there, well, man. Thank you. That Toscana one it. is, yeah. woof, I love that. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> been one of our top sailors for many years. Oh, I love that sausage, it's man. A, it's a really nice product. It goes uh, great with uh, beef. It's a good combination. It's a Brazilian-style sausage. It's done extremely well for us. Yeah, my son loves that one, too. Oh, does he like that? <laughs> great, great. <laughs> He's I'm like a good fan that. of that. <laughs> yeah, we always try, I mean, to, 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 to have uh, a lot of our meats already marinated. We're trying to make it easier for the customer. But Talk uh, a little bit about that. Yeah, I know you've changed a little bit because mm-hmm. you didn't ha- used to have those kind of products ready for the client before, but you saw the change coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen that, you know, more and more people don't know how to marinate, like, their parents used to marinate and more and more people also don't have the time mm-hmm. they don't want to grab something that's ready you yeah. know it's 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 ready to cook it's ready to prepare and uh, we try to eliminate that work a- and giving a great product with great taste okay with a lot of family recipes that people love and, and they keep coming back it just makes it so much easier they grab the packages they get home you know home. throw it in the oven or whatever way they want to cook it and it's marinated it's ready to go what are the uh, challenges that when you're looking back, uh, and let's start from all the way from the beginning up until now, some of the challenges that you've had throughout your business that you would probably advise anybody that's thinking about starting a business now, and let's, let's put this whole COVID thing aside, mm-hmm. uh, in a normal world that you know somebody, someone is, is thinking, okay, I'm going to start my business. Um, one piece of advice that you would tell them, you know, don't, don't think too much about this or don't to do too much about this. Like, what is one thing that you've learned throughout your years of battling um, through one it? One of the things I learned myself, uh, it took me, you know, a lot of years to actually realize that. And the secret is you never give up. Mm. Never, ever give up. Uh, you know, you're going to have great days, but you're going to have really bad days. And you're going to feel like, hmm, do I really still want to do this, you know? <laughs> And uh, you just got to push, you know, you just got to, it's another day, you, you got to keep going, you, you do your best, and sometimes your best is not enough, but you just keep going. I mean, yeah. there's no giving up. In business, if you want to succeed, doesn't matter as a family uh, processing. It's, it's going to get hard. It, it, you got to keep pushing, okay? Yeah. It, it's not easy. There's days that I ask myself still today, why am I doing this? Yeah. But you know what? It is the fact of the way it is. A business, it takes time to grow it. You start it from the bottom. You make yourself up, okay? But it never gets easier. I can't say anything else. Just, that <laughs> that was you. it. That was it. That was perfect. All right. Thank you. Louis, it's been a pleasure having you here in the Creative Spin Podcast, learning about how you've been spinning your business lately with all this craziness that's going on in the world. Thank you very much. Um, Very happy to be a part of this adventure as well. You know, um, 
being able to be there uh, helping you out with uh, all of the branding and all of the stuff that we've we've helped you out in, uh, in the last few years. Oh yeah, it's been oh, a few you years now, man. Been great. Yeah. We've been doing. Ah, we do what we can, man. We do what we job. can. We try to be creative. That's what we do around here. It's a creative spin, creative seven. It's, a, it's all about being creative. You've been great. Thank you. Very no, much. no, thank you. It. And Thanks thank you. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm going to say thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Finally, we did it. Finally, it only took us three years. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. <laughs> all right, Louis. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Dude. All right. Bye.